The only amusement I had about that was we literally got chalk and we were like drawing outlines of people's bodies. <laughs> gentlemen and everything in between and welcome to the newest episode of super fancom tonight me and a host of others will talk about conventions anime cons comic cons if that's still a good word to use i don't know we might get sued for overusing the term comic con who knows um and the stories we have the good the bad and the ugly um tonight we are brought to you by the green tea house home of healthy all-natural teas with flavors such as pink cherry cider, white tea, red jade, vanilla cream spice, and just, a ton, just in time for fall, all you white girls, we have they have pumpkin spice. <laughs> I'm uh, offended by that, Rick. Good. <laughs> Apple cider is better. Uh, go, go to their website with the following link to get Free shipping off your order over $60. Also, by Humble Bundle, where you can get great deals on so many games using our link. It's a hundred over $100 worth of games directly into your inbox for $12 a month. You can cancel any time. Uh, you subscribe. You get this, this month, Sniper Elite 4, uh, Tales of Beresa, and Saxel. Or choose Rise of the Tomb Raider for your Humble Bundle instead. Or maybe if you're a RPG fan explorer, they have uh, more Pathfinder RPG books. Uh, let, uh, get player's guides, maps, modules, and more, including Bard's Gate Complete, The Lost Land, Sword of the Air, and Stoneheart Valley. You can get it for all $12 a month. You can get up to $100 worth of games. Can't any time. Also, if you like online shopping, we have a deal for Amazon Prime. Try it for 30 days. Uh, whatever you find on Amazon, most of the time it's Amazon Prime, which means you get free shipping. Also, by JList.com, you can get so many items from Japan, such as candy, cosplays, even adult 18 plus items. And for using our code, you get 5% off your entire order. And also, Think Geek. It is an American retailer that caters to computer enthusiasts and geek culture. Uh, like Jim Henson's Labyrinth, Labyrinth board game for 20% off, uh, Samurai Jack Back to the Past board game, uh, Super Mario uh, Power Up Mushroom Pullover Hoodie, a Bob's Burgers Kuchikobi plush, and a Pokeball lunch case. All these things can be found in the link below in the description, or just follow us and we'll give you the links 
With that out of the way, I'm Retro Rick. I am joined by the BST of SFC, Gearhead Alice. Hey, guys. And we are joined once again by uh, Hemlock Inks from uh, Pop Call Anime Con. Hey, guys. We are also joined by an old friend of mine from Three Guys in a Podcast, one, Three Guys, One Internet, Soul Man X. Hi, everybody. I'm Soul Man X. And as a very special guest, we have from any other podcast and around the interwebs, we have The Cat. Hello, everyone. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Yeah. Or it's tonight when we're recording, anyway. Whenever you listen to this. Okay. <laughs> yes, what he said. Yes. All right, now, we've all been to cons. Um, I, myself, have been going for about 11 years now. Um, and the con today has become so mainstream, and it's become, like, so different from when they once were. Now you have people who are cos-famous, which can get a little iffy at times. You have people begging for uh, photographers to be there so they can take private shoots. And I've seen a lot... A lot, a lack of uh, people like screaming uh, memes like Marco Polo. What time is it? Red. Don't Robin. miss that. The Don't game. Miss that. <laughs> oh yeah, the game. People <laughs> screaming Red Robin, or even uh, random dancers who just show up and do like caramel dancing or para para. Oh, I missed the caramel dancing. There was a. I seen a couple people people bring it back last year, but it kind of died out. Mm. Or in, we are we're going to talk about cons great and small, but we are going to avoid the low hanging fruit for now. <laughs> uh, and now, uh, before we actually get into our topic, uh, it was just over a couple of days ago. It was revealed that San Diego San Diego Comic Con just won a court case that earns them the right to use the term Comic Con. And now every con that uses that term Comic-Con must be changed. It's basically the reason why Boston Comic-Con became Boston Fan Expo. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I think that's complete just BS because they've always been called Comic-Con and, like, it's what they're, well, what most of them that aren't, like, anime-based or whatever, that's what they're called. So, like, ugh, I don't know. It frustrates me. I think it's um, really stupid. I don't know. I have a lot to say about this because I actually remember way back in the day the whole Xerox versus copier debate where at one point Xerox, which was a company name, became like the phrase that everyone would call any copier. And they actually had to fight for their IP so that now we actually refer to copiers as copiers instead of Xerox, which, but again, they had legitimate reason because they were a company that, you know, that was their company name and they just made copiers. But when it comes to a comic convention, a comic convention is what the genre is. It's comics. It's a convention about comics and con is the shortened version of convention. It's just standard. Um, we're all lazy. We all shorten words. You know, that's just, that's, the, that's sure. language. That's language for you. I think Salt Lake went about this very, they just had the wrong approach. They should they have really gone did, in. Yeah. They should have gone into the court and say, look, 
this is how it's going to be. You can, they, for whatever reason, managed to copyright Comic-Con. Again, that, that wasn't right in the first place. They shouldn't have been able to do that. But they did. And they should have just went in and say, look, can we use the word convention? Because that, again, it's a word, you know, it's, it's something you can't really copyright. Which, again, the judges, I believe, made that decision anyway. You can't copyright convention. And they're like, fine, we're going to now be called Salt Lake Comic Convention. And maybe we'll change the website to say convention or whatever they use. And maybe we'll change the, you know, the print media and stuff that we make and have it say convention. And everyone's still going to type in con and they're going to find them on Google. And it's not going to be a big thing because everyone's still going to call them comic con. You can't stop people from using con. It's, it's just part of the vernacular at this point. And, so and San Diego Comic Con, you can't run around to just you know slap lawsuits on a regular person because they used con versus convention. And unfortunately, Salt Lake now is going to have to pay a lot of money. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, four million dollars. So, yep. Oh yeah. my god! Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's again, it was a pointless lawsuit. It was just pointless. And honestly, I would have gone in and said to the judge, it's like, hey, you know what? I don't know why you guys decided to, like, give them the, you know, the trademark or IP or whatever for Comic-Con. But, and we'll be happy to change, you know, use the long form of the word. But Comic Convention is a genre. It describes what they do. And everyone is going to continue to call them a Comic-Con. So, again, completely wasted time and effort do you know the exact reasoning behind it did you read that or no i read some of the articles Mm -hmm. and then i just got disgusted with the whole thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's very weird (laughs) and and i know anime boston did something recently but it was more that the other convention was trying to kind of steal their 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 like the actual logo. They were trying to copy the logo too closely, and I believe that's why they had a lawsuit with them. Um, so there has been something similar with the anime conventions. I can't remember all the articles. I, I suggest people look it up. Yeah. But that's a little different when someone's trying to steal your logo versus the words you use. Who was trying to steal the logo? Um, I don't even remember now. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I can I can send you the link. It's also in the uh, uh, Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that, we'll we'll talk about the uh, San Diego Comic Con thing more in detail later on uh, at, at another show. But Cat, uh, uh, since, since you're from you're from the Midwest, right? I live in the Midwest. I'm not originally from here. Right. But um, how did you, like, start going to conventions and, like, getting involved in in cons? Okay. um, My first convention, I believe I was probably about eight years old. My family was, at the time, we were stationed in Puerto Rico. And my dad took my brother and I to a Star Trek convention. And then we, we moved back to the mainland United States a year later and we went to another Star Trek convention, Vulcan 96 in Baltimore, where we live. And um, so I've been going to cons for like a good chunk of my life. Oh, wow. 
it's kind of nuts. Um, and then I didn't do any cons for a long time. And then when I was in high school, uh, because I lived in Baltimore and I was an anime fan, I did what every anime fan in the whole of Baltimore does, and I went to Otakon. <laughs> and and uh, all of my friends did it. We did Otakon for, oh gosh, probably starting in 2001, I want to say, up until... Probably 2006 or so when I moved. Um, I came out to the Midwest. There was no conventions out here. Like, there had been one uh, anime convention, and it had been, like, a one-time thing out here when I first moved. And then I spent a year abroad in Japan, and somebody started an anime convention while I was abroad. And so, so I was like, oh my gosh, when I come back, I'll have so much insight on, on Japan and like anime and, you know, from a different perspective. And, and a bunch of my friends were, were um, directors of the con at that point. And I was like, hey, I'll come help you out with this thing called Anime St. Louis. And I've been on staff of that show for, oh, no, 10 years now. Cool. <laughs> Who just dropped something? That me dropping my phone. Jeez, oh, Rick, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Soul Man, how about you? When did you start going to con? Well, I mean, I guess technically, if you wanted to count it, because it was a long time ago. I was probably like 10 years old, but I vaguely remember my mom taking me to an X-Files expo back in 98. I think it was up in Boston, or it had to have been in the Boston area. Uh, but for what I can remember, like, clearly is Anime Boston 2009. And the first couple years was really, like, when I got to do my, the core New England conventions, like the right. big ones. Like, Anime Boston, Low Hanging Fruit Con, <laughs> which we won't talk about right now, and AAC... Uh, had a little bit of a dry spell in 2012, just went to Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, 2013, I went to MAGFest. Mm. And finally got to go to Otakon. I had an Otakon again in 2014. I had another dry spell for like a year or two. Did Otakon 2016. Did Katsukon 2017 and 18 and just finished Otakon 2018 a couple weeks ago. Nice. Alice, what about you? So I'm actually pretty new to cons. Um, I actually just started in like, I think when I was around like 2019, around there. So I started in around 2015, 16-ish. Um and I went with one of my cousins, and I just fell in love from there. <laughs> uh, basically, for me, I was at work. Uh, a friend of mine who I would normally play Smash Brothers with at a uh, local uh, community college, she told me about uh, this, uh, this con called Kineticon. And basically, it was in 07. I had no idea what I was doing. I spent, like, almost the entire <laughs> weekend in the game room playing Smash, same. Yeah, I, I ventured out a little bit. Uh, it was cool, but I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but the year after, I discovered, oh, there's other cons. Uh, so my first 
actual convention was Anime Boston 08. And I've been going nonstop ever since the convention. Awesome. You know, nice. you, would, you would have probably seen me in the artist alley. I, I may have. <laughs> yeah, I was in. I was at Kineticon 07 selling buttons in the artist alley. That was when they were still in the long hallway in oh, the yeah. back. Oh, yes. And they had uh, the dealer's room in the, uh, in, like, one of the uh, main hall, in the uh, one of the main ballrooms. Yep. When it was small. Um, okay, let's get into story time. Um, Hemlock, what, uh, what can you report from PopCult, this being its fourth year? How did it actually go? Third year. Oh, third I year. wish it was fourth year. I had fun. Thank you. Um, we surprisingly haven't had much feedback, so I'm assuming people had fun because they, they usually are in a hurry to, uh, to tell you when something went wrong. Maybe they were all blown away by the fire alarm getting pulled. Oh, God. <laughs> fire Nation. The Fire Nation attacked um, at, God, was it Saturday morning or was it Sunday morning? It, it, was, it, was, it, was, Saturday it was Saturday morning. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I was actually told the People whole story alert. in the elevator. <laughs> Apparently, did you like the elevator? Did you yeah, see the it, party elevator? The yeah, hotel I, I, did that for us. That was so cool. They had the uh, lights shaped, like, which I didn't realize until later, in the shape of turtles. Yes, they were turtles. There were, though I think they got all torn down, there were um, little beach balls hanging from the ceiling, and they did that banner, and they made cookies. Those for were us. amazing. I yeah, the, the hotel fridge. just, that was, that was completely so cool. surprised. The hotel, I she had asked me for a graphic for a banner, but I didn't know what she was going to do with it. This is the hotel liaison I have. So um, they, they really did, like, an extra special thing for us. And I think it's because they had a new manager at the hotel. So, um, that person rocks, but so yeah, the fire alarm. Um, (laughs) so I'm going to tell you the rumor I'm launching and then I'll tell you what really happened. Okay. (laughs) So since I'm actually a villain, um, that was my get the hell out of bed. Uh. (laughs) Alarm. (laughs) (laughs) So, cause you know, it was like eight o'clock and I'm like, where is everybody? (laughs) They all need to get out of bed. <laughs> so, so yeah, pull a fire alarm. Um, what really happened, though, it was this poor four little, four-year-old little kid who was doing what all four-year-olds do. They were just banging around, and um, he's like, oh, what's this thing on the wall? I'm just going to pull it. Oh. And, and, yeah, no, he was crying. His mother was crying. They were quite embarrassed and upset (laughs) i'm sure they're going to end up with a fine um yeah it was it was an accidental little thing that happens and you know it is what it is there was a lot of people at the hotel so you know thankfully it wasn't in the middle of the night it wasn't too you know early either it was around eight o'clock so most of us were already up and running it just yeah it just kind of sucked but, you know, that's kind of legitimizes you as a convention, is you got to have a fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Like Catsicon. Yeah. Obligatory Fire Nation attack. Yep. So, oh. and they, and the hotel and everybody handled it pretty quickly. And, you know, thankfully, because the people who actually, you know, the kid who pulled it, they, they admitted to it right away. It wasn't right. like a, it wasn't like a, 
hit and run kind of thing. <laughs> so they were at least responsible and, and owned up to what had happened. So, um, so yeah, so can I, yeah, I know what I was asking earlier, but can I like tell you one of the funny things? Um, it's not a PG 13 story. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> so we have a, a series of panels. This is 18 plus panels. And it started last year going, our friend DL really likes cat girls. And I'm like, oh, we should have a panel about anime titties and kitties. <laughs> I could picture DL liking that a lot. <laughs> oh, oh my friend, the, the the photos we got from that panel have become memes. Oh my god. Oh no. So <laughs> photos at an 18 plus panel. Well, oh, no. it, it was more it was panels of them. So the expressions on DL's face. Man <laughs> is talking about anime titties. It's oh. just too precious for words. <laughs> so yes. So so there's that. So it went really well and we decided we needed to do it again. So what were we going to do? Well, we decided it had to be about asses and glasses. <laughs> that's oh, another no. that has that is another classic hentai combination is the big anime booty with the sexy glasses girl, right? So yeah. unfortunately. So yeah, so DL has a couple of people that help him with the panels. One of them um, is Michaela. Um, I'm just going to refer to her as Michaela to per, kind of protect her identity. Um, <laughs> so mind you, I knew this was happening. I knew they would come up with some kind of, you know, screen um, like screenshots and other things, presentation that they would have for it. I didn't really think much beyond that until Michaela comes to the info desk and catches me there. And she's like, so if I do this, does my back make a flatter like table and I'm like what and I watch her get down on her knees her hands and knees and she's like kind of like her butt is up in the air and she's like like this or like this oh no <laughs> and I'm like God. what are you doing and she's like Michaela or I'm sorry she's like Mackenzie is going to eat a cupcake off my ass oh, <laughs> and I'm like what are you doing so I was like I just make sure the door is shut <laughs> Insecurities there. I'm just envisioning the family guy cut away with cake and ass. I'm just like, no. But, I, and honestly, I have no idea if they actually did that or not, if they were just joking around. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, was, it was a packed event, and we, um, in fact, uh, unfortunately, a couple people, I believe, got shut out because they were at capacity in the room. So next year, they're either going to end up in, like, the biggest room we have or main events. So I don't know. That will happen, um, happen to big uh, events. Yep. And, oh, God, we've already been talking about the next um, next version of this. And it was, shoot, what were we doing? Oh, Thighs and ties. <laughs> now, mind you, we haven't decided whether ties refers to Japanese rope bondage or the suit play where you actually have a business tie on. Mm. And, of course, we all love thick thighs save lives. So, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that will be um, next year, we believe. 
will be uh, that iteration of it, and um, we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> Interesting. I might yeah. actually have to attend that panel this next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They um, they usually pull off a funny panel. Um, the other big one that was an eighteen plus one, which um, the people who ran it actually did a lot of programming for us. They did the side boob hour. That was amazing. <laughs> I was part of that. Part of that? <laughs> yes. I, that was that was fun as hell. It uh, people kept showing up, so we had the so, uh, the two people who were running it. Like they the, the people before like ran through all the stuff they had it in like maybe a half an hour. Yeah. So so the people who came in, came in after they said, okay, we'll redo this, and it it, it was a great turnout, hilariously fun. And the side boob hour, I, I I just went just to uh, like like pat just just be a body there. But I actually ended up having fun. Um, I I I, th- I didn't think anything of it, but it turned out really fun. It was not like female boobs; it was like male boobs. <laughs> oh God! But, they did have male boobs. Oh, that's yeah, awesome! But, but yeah, that is awesome. The best <laughs> the best one. They showed a picture. It was just like a like a tan body and a like blue, like bluish background. Two people got it. Two guys got it. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the only clue that was given to them, what's the oldest anime you could think of? Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, what's the oldest anime you can think of? A Sailor Moon? Astro Boy? Yes. Astro. I was going to say something like Barefoot Gun, something really old. Because nipples. <laughs> it, was, it, it was Astro Boy. You're the third oh guy to God. say that. That is hilarious. <laughs> and it was all guys who said that. Oh, God. Let you feel proud of yourself, soul man. Mm, yeah, no, I don't they... know how. To, I, I got no comment on that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the ladies who ran that told me that at the end there, um, they were literally looking stuff up on the Internet, trying to fill it in. Because, again, they had said they had gone through all the stuff they had prepared so quickly. Yeah. So, and I'm glad it went well because we we do have some 18 plus programming, but we um, we have NerdFit that does stuff like that. The but I, yes, I love those guys. Yes, they they are friends, so we are very glad to have them come. And um, of course, it was fun to have. We had Michelle Knotts there, who was also a friend. Woo! So she did us a favor and um, was kind of like our test subject to see if we could handle actual industry guests yet. So I think we did pretty well. Um, we'll see what we'll do for next year. We're not sure yet. But, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. There were some other things that happened. Um, so they chased me down the hall with the giant six-foot beach ball. I, I saw that clip. So, yes, it was a lot of fun. that We were reenacting um, Indiana Jones, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Um, and then we have the live-action LERP group that comes in and takes over one of our rooms and does a bunch of stuff with people. And on Sunday, they actually kidnapped me. So, and took over the convention. (laughs) Um, Of course I was so busy. I couldn't actually be kidnapped. So they took my stand in, which is we literally took a, we took the wacky wavy inflatable guy 
And <laughs> I, missed, I, missed, I missed him this year. I didn't no, he was there. He was being kidnapped by the LARPing group. Uh, so, but we stuck my face on it. We like literally printed out a picture of me and yeah. just taped it to the thing. <laughs> and we're like, here, this is the con chair. <laughs> <laughs> so they like put chains on this thing and dragged it away. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, they had they had a good time and thankfully somebody I don't know who because I wish now I had known because I would have made a bigger deal out of it like at closing ceremonies I could have like thanked this person or something um, somebody did in fact save the con chair and save the convention so <laughs> because we'll have them back again the LARPing group is a lot of fun they're, they're pretty fun and um, we also had bar fleet at the convention and they had their unofficial party going on. So that was pretty cool. That was a first. And yeah, it just, we had a lot of great programming. Um, the masquerade was even bigger and better. We had our first AMV contest. Oh, how'd that go? That went amazing. Um, I don't know how we found Katie. She just appeared like literally maybe a month and a half, two months before the actual convention and was like, Hey, um, I'll run your AMV contest. And she gave me this amazingly professional write up about what she wanted to do, the rules, everything. It was really good. And I'm like, yes, please. And she just went crazy reaching out to everybody. And I think we had over 50 entries. Oh, wow. I've so, and I'm like, wow. And I, it's not like I had anything to offer these people. We literally last minute engraved some bar glasses with like pop cult AMV, cool. whatever. And yeah, so that went really well. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have an opportunity to plan like panels or anything. So we're, um, they're going to come back next year and do it even bigger and better. So I'm pretty excited about that. Very nice. All right, Kat, what's a, uh, like, a good convention story you have? Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. I've just been doing cons for so long. Um, Jeez. I, I don't know that I have a one really good one that isn't incredibly incriminating. Of um, Because I, I typically, when I work cons, because I, I work Anime St. Louis, that's I'm a director on that particular con, but I've also worked a lot of cons over the years, um, all up and down the Midwest. And uh, I've worked with um, mostly guests. I usually do guest relations kinds of stuff. So there's so many stories that I have that I cannot tell because I will not go onto any kind of recording device and talk about guests because that's it's all industry people. Right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see if, if, if everybody else talks, I might be able to trigger something in the back of my head. Okay. Uh, make a, make, a, make a, men, a mental note. Where were you when I had my guest relations gig? Alright, all right. man, what do you got? What, what, no, what, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just, like, you can come back, just come to me later. I'm just telling Kat, like, <laughs> side note, like, where, where were you when I worked in guest relations? Oh, that's or so low-hanging funny, fruit con? Oh, no, gosh. Uh, I did guest <laughs> relations briefly, too, but I did it for Icon, so, for two years. That was interesting. I've been doing guest relations for about... God, oh God, oh God. Um, like maybe six or seven years now. 
Maybe more. Um, for probably uh, probably across uh, probably eight or so conventions I've done guest relations for, but because I took a director position for ASTL, I'm like, okay, now I don't have free time anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> Alice, what do you any story like any good story you'd like to share? Um, it's not as good as um the the panel okay. one, but. <laughs> I was trying to say that in like a PG term and it just wasn't working. But um so my favorite con story is probably last year at the con that shall not be named. Um so we went and we were staying the weekend and this one night I think I yeah, I was Pikachu. I just had a Pikachu onesie on. And obviously everyone was drunk at this time because it was like later on and I have a flask in my hand and I go to like take a swig of it and so many people were like Pikachu no and like telling me not to drink it and it was like an influx of people and I was just it was really funny. I was like oh okay and I just like hid the flask behind me until everybody wasn't looking but yeah it was really funny at the time. Anything, anything, soul man? You wanna like any good, any like good story? The good stories. Yeah. Oh, okay, I gotta think on that. Like, but the really good. I mean, I guess as far as like recent good stories, maybe I would say Katsukan this year. Despite the love hate relationship I have with Katsukan. Which isn't the con's fault itself, it's more so along the lines of the attendees that they attract. Yeah. So, I had taken a very long hiatus from trying my hand at panels at cons after having a small okay one at UConn in 2012-2013 getting turned away from MAGFest 2013, so I made a comeback and did one at KatsuCon this year, and surprisingly went off better than I thought it would. I mean, even with all the technical issues, uh, for what did work, we capped the room consistently. Like, a few people would leave here and there because of technical issues, but then the, the same amount that left would take their places, and it was a packed room. People were loving it. It was an 18-plus hentai panel, which (laughs) I think the reason why this one drew in more than the other 18-plus panels did was because it was almost like a pseudo-screening of sorts, because it was a top ten of, like, really fucked-up, bizarre hentais, so there were people who loved that shit, and there was, like, a front row of... You know, these, like, frat boy types who were just really loving it. Oh, God. And, you know, I had to throw in the obligatory JoJo references here and there, so they were going along with it. And, like, when we got to, like, the top one to three videos, they were just screaming, like, holy shit, holy shit, holy (laughs) shit, at, like, the cringiest, most fucked up, most, like, sexual moments of these hentai clips like oh my god it was so bad i feel really bad i made one of my good like convention slash uh, streamer friends like vomit and pass out 
Like, oh my god, mm. I felt so. We bad. should talk. That sounds <laughs> that belongs at my convention. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we submitted. I barely made the deadline yesterday to submit it again for KatsuCon. So hopefully they remember how decent it was, and <laughs> we made preparations this time in hopes that no technical issues. Um, can I just ask you on a side note, what kind of tech issues were you having? It was mostly on the convention side. Their sound equipment isn't the greatest. So it was and, like you had a projector screen set up? Yeah, and it was also because we were using my laptop instead of my wife's laptop. So, of course, I still was hanging on by a semi-oldish Apple laptop, which should have worked without a hitch, but... I don't know. I think it was just something with compatibility, or but we're gonna we're, you're gonna use my wife's laptop this time when we go next year, and yeah. See, this we'll is why I'm so glad I invested in TVs. Yeah, those TVs were amazing. It's so easy to use. All you need is an HDMI cord and then an adapter, maybe. And yeah, I had I had all everything. that stuff. I think it was just their equipment was not getting along with my equipment, but yeah. And this time around, we'll have a full team with us. Like, last time, it was me and my wife, and one of our roommates kind of popped in as a last-minute co-panelist to help us. And this time, it'll be me and my wife, that same guy coming back, who's going to be, like, our top researcher. And then my co one of my co-hosts from Three Guys, uh, Mutari, who's going to be my, my top editor. That's really cool. I, uh, for me, basically, I mean, like I said, I love I love you guys at Pop Cult. You're very easy, all easy to talk to, mainly because I know half of you. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, <laughs> um, like cause the pan- the panel times I had, I really didn't like. Uh, so I just talked to Kelly. She helped me out quick. She helped me out. She was able to change the time of my uh, theme song bingo one, which worked out great for me, even though I was five minutes late. Um, but she couldn't change the time of my Sunday one, which ended up being just like uh, my my bizarre video game controllers one, which was just three people showed up, then four. So I I ran through like my that presentation in like five minutes. Then I just booted up Jackbox and we played and we played Jackbox games for like the last like half an hour. Cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where we definitely hit over the five hundred mark, but. We also put a lot of we have a lot of activities going around or going on at the same time. So unfortunately, some of the attendees get spread a little thin. Yeah. So I'm glad people were going to come and were able to go to your panel. Yeah. And we're yeah. definitely aiming for more people next year. So. Yeah, the theme song bingo one uh, turned out great again. I mean, granted, I was up against the uh, death match, which I didn't care because I drew a good crowd, a decent crowd. Um, yeah, I'm glad I only made like about 30 uh, bingo cards because I I wasn't gonna have 60 of them this year because I wasn't gonna print out like 60 and like write 60 permutations of like theme 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 again. Mm. Uh, I had a good time there and also uh, a good story about Erasia, which is in Boston. Very nice staff. When I submitted the panel for uh, Lip Sync Battle, they were like. We've never done this panel before. Uh, and they, and they just kept asking me so many questions, like, how do you want the lights? Where do you want people to sit? I'm like, I just want a panel room in just a set, a, 
a desk a setup for my laptop, a place where people can like look at songs, and just like non-workable mic. And they kept asking like, how do you, like how do you want lighting? How do you want the lighting cues to be? How do you want like the seats? Like, calm down. I, I just <laughs> want a basic panel room. So they get, so they gave me a panel room where like uh, the previous panel was a a running uh, play that apparently the con does, which ran about like ten minutes over, and like the staff was like kept apologizing to me. I'm like, I don't apologize. I don't really care. Uh, but panel relations like super nice to me. They, they kept asking questions like, "Oh, how long have you been doing panels? Uh, why did you want to do want to do your panels here?" I'm like, "Because I wanted to try something new." And this time I've ever been to Eurasia. So, I mean, Eurasia ended up not being like my type of con because it's basically like sci-fi, like uh, steampunk, which yep. was, which was cool, but. I guess the, my problem was I didn't really know like like anyone there. Mm. Kind of like um, there was a con in Rhode Island. It was uh, which is now Neon, which is a synthwave '80s arcade convention, which happened last week, and I'm sad mm. I missed it. Um, but it, but the con that it was it replaced was a all steampunk convention, which was amazing. That sounds really interesting. All right, how cool this con was! They, the the uh, the dance floor was also mm-hmm. the arcade room. What cool. con was this? Uh, it was um, it'll it'll come to me eventually. Yeah, uh, just yeah. <laughs> and also, not only did they have Artist Alley in a dealer's in a dealer's room, they had dealer's hallways. Stop it! Where basically everyone's room is a dealer's room. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That was at Eurasia, right? No, that that was at uh, this con. I can't remember his name. Oh my god! Please remember the name of it. <laughs> Didn't Sadly, you think it was like Neon or something, or yeah, Neon is the the new con that it replaced. Oh okay. Oh oh oh. Yeah, it was it was some con I went to like maybe three years ago. It, it, for the price, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, Erasure um, used to do the. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do the hotel rooms for dealers. Yeah, they, Which, didn't, they didn't do it this yeah. year, but I thought that was such a cool idea. It can be. It can also be a pain in the butt, but, Longer, again, it depends. Yeah. yeah. All, right, uh, all right, moving on to bad stories. Oh, God. <laughs> Who'd like to go first with, like, like a bad story, like a bad convention <sighs> story? Now, before anyone says anything, are we going from, like, low-tier cringe to top-tier or chronologically, or how do you want to do it? However you like, because after bad, then we get the ugly side of convention. <sighs> I have a story I want to save for ugly. All right. So, you have, like, a... I mean, I can go first with a bad one. Yeah, yeah. you go first time. First is uh, the Royal Island Comic Con three years ago three or four years ago, where they had, um, now normally their lines are pretty long, but that year it was just unbelievably long. They, they didn't just wrap around the building. They went up the road and over the block. Ooh. Yeah. So, and thankfully it was like decent weather out, unlike the first year, which was just like pouring, driving rain. 
So you had like people waiting like three hours behind. And then like this past year, I mean, I I'm used to being at convention lines that are long. So I was in back of this family who was like, we paid $100. We should have already been in inside of this by now. Who are these people think they are? We paid $100. We, we are entitled to be in this convention now. I'm going to go and talk. So the mother, like, storms off, tries to go uh, in into the uh, place where you get a, your tickets, and the officer is, like, let her in. But then she goes back out, like, a, like five minutes later saying, oh, we can't get in. They're still waiting on people. Um, I, <laughs> and I, I, I turn to them and say, oh, you must be new at conventions. You should have been here three years ago when the line was longer than <laughs> yeah, line cons. Oh my god! Because <laughs> there was just like maybe three hours that nonstop talk, like, like bitching about like how bad line is and like combat. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, then we got Anime Boston Oasis Line Con. They they at least learned. Yeah. Pretty quickly, and they are one of the fastest lines now. I think, even with all the security checks. Yes, where they have metal detectors. I uh, can't say anything about that because I get a fast pass because right. we have a table. We get a table at Anime Boston. Oh, that's that reminds me. I have a story about Anime Boston and Pop Cult this year. That was cool, but um, annoying. <laughs> Well, Anime Boston 08, like I said, was, like, my first, like, big convention. Um, it was, like, the first real convention I went to. Also, the first time I cosplayed. Um, I was doing uh, the main character from Persona 3. Mm. And my outfit had just arrived maybe, like, three days before. So it was brand new. So I, I my family drives me up, and I'm staying at the Hilton. Of course, you know which Hilton I'm talking about. <laughs> However, I didn't know which Hilton it was, so I stayed. So the first Hilton I, my parents dropped me off at was the Hilton up the up the street away. Oh, and, I have a story about that. Go ahead, but I have a story. Okay, so I'm like, so I'm, me and my mom are just walking around like, I don't know, is this the right thing, the right convention, the right hotel I'm at, the right. Uh, I don't know where the con is. I'm new here. But the concierge was, like, really nice. He goes, oh, no, it's down the block a bit. So we get we get there. I check in the hotel. My parents leave. Um, I get my costume on. And I go in line. I stay in line. Three hours. I haven't moved in three hours. Um, now, my outfit is three days old. Apparently so is the wig. Because the, the, no. blue, the blue dye from the wig started dripping down my face. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, what is going on? So after a while, maybe about three, three or four hours, the line finally moved. Um, then I hear something about, like, uh, pre-reg. I'm like, what's a pre-reg? Because I'm really calm. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know anything about the convention. So I go, what, what are you talking about? Oh, there's a line for pre-reg and a line for regular reg. I'm like, which line am I in? They go, pre-reg. I'm like, oh, no. So that, I thought I was, like, like 
screwed. I was like, oh no. I'm like freaking out the whole time. Staff comes up to me, goes, what's wrong? I tell them, you know, okay, we'll get you sorted out at some point. Four hours, five hours, still in line. Uh, later, I see my buddy walking past me. He goes, hey, how, how's, how's it going? I, I tell him, he goes, that's rough. They were in line for six hours, and he had to, like, leave because he was getting sick. Oh, so, his girlfriend, so his girlfriend had to stay in line for him. So I get up to where you're supposed to write, uh, register, and the guy is moving people left and right. I'm like, dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know which line I'm supposed to be in. He goes, well, what line do you want to be in? I go, uh, the regular registration line. Well, sir, you just go to the right. That's the right line for you. I'm like, somebody had lost their mind. Yeah, yeah, so, so basically I was in the right line the whole time. It just like the line just didn't split. But that was like one of the like a really bad like line con for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, what do you got, Alex? Okay, so this isn't really my story, and before I preface, or before I say it, I want to preface that my friend, Tave, is horrible with directions. So, I love you so much, Tave, but I need to tell the story. Um, <laughs> so, basically, it was Anime Boston, and I think she said she was staying at the Sheridan. So we thought she was staying at the Sheridan that the con was in. And we were like, oh, girl, you're right there. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll come get you in a little bit. Yeah. No. So where she actually was, was across the bridge. So, like, in a completely different, like, suburb or whatever, like, part of Boston. And they walked the whole way. And me and the person I was with, not knowing that they were across a bridge, were like, oh, you're almost there. Like, you should be right there. We thought she meant, like, the sky bridge. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's not, no. And so, basically, it took them, like, I want to say, like, 45 minutes just to walk to the con, not knowing that we didn't know where they were. And then... It, oh, and then it was just a mess because they couldn't find where they were supposed to get their tickets, and we were trying to explain it to them, and it just was not working. But yeah, that was that's not my story; it's her story. But that's her, and it, I'm pretty sure that was like one of her first cons too. And I felt so bad for her. It happens. Yeah, it was really funny. We laugh about it now, but yeah, that can really kind of ruin your convention experience, though. Yeah, she was in cosplaying everything, and I was like, Oof. poor oh, baby. No. <laughs> yeah, that's my story. Anyone else got, a, like, a bad one? <sighs> we we had a really good line con out here in the Midwest. Um, Anime Central in Chicago is the big Midwest convention, and I, I don't go there because yeah, of, the, <laughs> of the year that their entire system, like the whole internet, everything crashed, and the registration line was 11 hours long. Oh, my God. That was like, it'll be a week. That was like, it'll be a week. They're also like a super rave-centric convention. Um, so it's a lot of like young people getting trashed, like getting wasted, um, and then going to rave after rave, 
And um, there's like an ambulance count that they do. Wow. Wow. So, so, you know, like everybody's like, oh, you, 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 everybody gets one fire alarm a year for a con. Well, this is like the, they, they have a game where you count the number of ambulances. And I think this past year was like 12 ambulances or something. Oh, no. <laughs> and in most of the, most of the ambulances are called on the rave. Um, I just, I can't even imagine actually attending, like, I've been to the convention a couple of times, but I've never done the rave or anything like that, because that's just not my scene, but I can't imagine being the security staff for that particular show, because that would be wild. Well, there was, like, AB Anime Boston had to stop having the rave, because people died at the rave, well... Oh my god, really? Well, that's a, that's got to be a rumor. No, it actually is not. They, the, the uh, Keith from uh, Operation Hammond, uh, you know, mm. yeah, um, he actually told me the full story. Um, I forgot when it was. It was like 2012, 13, and um, Keith is a EMT, so it happened that he got food poisoning from the. Uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts that's right in the uh, Prudential Center because that uh, Dunkin' Donuts is run by awful people. Uh, <laughs> it that, is pretty bad. Yeah, they, they're horrible to really anyone there. But he had to go. He had to like drive himself to the hospital. In the meantime, the rave was happening, and apparently, uh, someone spiked the water. The water with yeah. what? Things. Okay. So basically, illicit things. Yes. Very oh my god. So ambulance were called, and technically they died off AB ground. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, and my buddy who was driving himself to the hospital heard this over his intercom, so that's basically the story. Hmm. Because he was he was he had to go to the hospital because he was having he had. Like stomach, like stomach bug because of the uh, Dunkin' Donuts there, and that's how we found out that about three people died from the raid. Oh my goodness! Three? Wow! Three, yeah, and that's why that's AB insane. does not do a rave anymore. Oh my god! Yeah, and that, um, that was like, I... like three, four years ago now. Wow, that's insane! That three people died. Like, it wasn't just one, which would be sad within itself, but three people. That's that's crazy. I, I also think that was the same year. Not only did they have Anime Boston going, they had PAX East during the same time. That's it. Yeah, I've heard about that, and that's actually insane. <laughs> yeah, they had PAX East and Anime Boston on the same weekend. Yeah, that was, I remember that year, um, and a lot of people had a had a hard time picking which one they wanted to go to, and I yeah. thought that was right. kind of... Yeah. It was stupid. Because um, uh, PAXI people were actually coming into AB without without badges. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's insane. Because they used the alternate exit. Right, right, yeah. Was Whichever, this which... the same year that a certain someone uh, got roofied at a hotel party? It probably was. Oh, you know who I, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to embarrass the individual. 
or anything, but I think everyone in this uh, conversation knows who I'm referring to. Oh, okay. I think I do. Maybe. I don't know. Um, anyone with another, like, like, not really a good story, but, like, meh story? I, um, well, I can share one from last year from Pop Cult, which was more embarrassing on my part. Okay. But that was when I ran out of lanyards. <laughs> Oh, that oh, was after that. after we had given that no name con such shit, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. I mean, it was great that we had enough, like we had enough people that I ran out because I thought yeah. it worked enough. But because I was I was right there when you because I was that like next person, then you guys ran out. Oh no, <laughs> so embarrassing. But so yes, yeah, so I had you to guys, but you guys did an car. amazing job. It was like. Maybe 15, 20 minutes, and boom, you guys automatically had everything down. No, because I literally got in the car, drove my butt to Staples, got a bunch of lanyards, like not lanyards, but the the bull clips. Yeah. And then hauled butt back to the convention and gave them to registration because I was like, oh, my God. I I literally took a picture of myself standing in line with a basket full of these things going, I will be back there shortly. I'm so sorry. So, I I mean, I can at least say we had them and we ran out, so it wasn't a thing that we just didn't have them at all. Yeah. But it was very embarrassing, and I totally overcompensated this year and bought, like, a thousand um, lanyards, so we actually have a good amount for next year, and I'll get more and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my that was my oh no. <laughs> but the difference is, is that you actually fixed the problem on the spot and owned up to it. Yeah, real that talk was though. Uh, was it a three day show? And then what day did you run out of lanyards? No, um, pop cult is not technically three days. We're okay. like. We're two plus. plus. So uh, I think I think it was Sunday. No, it was Saturday. Okay, that's not, it was Saturday. It was Saturday? It was yeah. Saturday. I mean, we don't, by then, all the pre-reg people had picked up their badges and stuff anyway, and we only had the day-only Sunday tickets. But at that point, like I said, I ran out and got, like, a bunch of the badge <laughs> clip things. So we had enough to cover. In fact, I took, I took some back because I was like, I don't need these. I'm going to give my money back. So... I actually took a bunch of them back that we ended up not needing. So, but yeah, no, that was actually really good. We had um, really good growth, so I was very happy. That's really hard to get, um, depending on your region and the size of your show. We ran out of lanyards this year at ASTL, um, and we had kind of plateaued at like five thousand people. Mm-hmm. So we were like hoping for like fifty five hundred, but really like planning for like five thousand, and then we ran out of badges and lanyards. <laughs> Oh yeah, because we we do like we do separate badges, so we do like um, eighteen plus badges, and so like it's basically like uh, we have red badges for anybody who's under eighteen, and it, it's it's sort of like a hey, don't hit on them if they have a red badge. That, that's a uh, that's like idea. AAC. Yeah. That AAC you know, used to do that. We had our our own staff and board had long in-depth conversations about whether we should do that or not and we decided not to just because we didn't think it was like a privacy issue and Mm -hmm. that we also didn't want people who were under 18 to become targets and and then we just were like it's too easy to hand off an 18 plus badge to somebody else Mm -hmm. we're just like no we're just going to ID check 
if you are 18, you we need to have both. an ID. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like 18 plus panels. We do, we do ID check, but just for like general wear, we do red and yeah. green. No, we, we did discuss that at length. And I know for us, it was just like, you know what? It's not worth it in the long run. Cause I know a lot of people were like, Oh, it'd be coming so handy if I could, you know, I know I can hit on this person because they're over 18. And, <laughs> but yeah, in the, in the long run, we were just like, you know what, let's just, it's a privacy issue. And yeah, I, AAC does that with like, uh, they put like a stamp on it. Right. Right. Full man. Uh, I think it was, it was like a small stripe, I think at yeah. the bottom of the badge, like the badges should have been identical, but like, I think it was like the very bottom. It was a very thin line. Like it was like a, a red stripe was under 18 and like a blue stripe was over or vice yeah. versa or something. Like it was very discreet, but at the same time, when you look close up, you're like, Oh, I can't, I probably shouldn't yeah. hit on this person or, Oh, this person's way too old. Oops too old oh god no don't i'm just like, picturing chris hansen showing up on him and be like why don't you have a seat <laughs> so i know um port con maine uses a stamp that um on the back of their badge for their 18 plus stuff but um i never actually went to any 18 plus paneling so i, I don't know if they also id check all right now let's get into the, uh, the fun stuff with the ugly side Oh God! Now I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um one of uh, other than the low hanging fruit which we will get into because yes I'm please because sure, I'm, I'm sure because I'm sure cat is like what is this convention what what are we, what are they talking about yeah I have stories too not mine but other people's yeah well one of the worst was a college con called Quinicon oh. Is that the one in Connecticut? Yes. Yep. Oh, I've been to that. The one that got shut down. Oh, it did? Yes. And I'll Is that at Quinnipiac, by chance? Yes, it yes. yes it Oh, was. okay. Okay. And they did it for two years. They were going to have a three, but I'll get into that. All right. Now, the first year at Quinnicon, me and a friend who has since gone on to make her own convention called RuffleCon, which is a, a fashion Lolita con up in... Uh, up in, like, upstate Connecticut, um, by New York, Stanford, yeah, Stanford, Connecticut, um, me and her were the last remaining parts of Connecticut, the musical, which has now gone on to be a part of Pop Cult. Mm-hmm. By the way, congratulations on this year. Yes, it went really well, though they're going to take a break. They, um, it was a lot of work this year, so... We're going to do, we have plans for next year that are going to be a lot of fun, so. But, yeah, we were the last, like, remnant of Connecticut Musical due to mm-hmm. Connecticut not, not loving our uh, our thing we did. Because we always had to preface the Connecticut Musical by saying we are not affiliated with Connecticut. We're just called Connecticut Musical because we're a musical and we're a Connecticut. Yep. And I was basically one of the writers on it. For like the last like maybe like two years, I was the cameraman for for one year and then a part writer for another year. So me and my friend Christina basically were at the first uh, QuinnyCon, and we decided to make a game show called uh, Ot- Otaku Jeopardy. 
mm-hmm. and we really didn't ha- know what like the hell we were doing. Uh, it was just it was made up in like twenty minutes, and like half an hour later, we presented our thing. We had a decent turnout, but then it, this became like a thing, which has been continuing for me because I love doing panels at conventions, and this was basically where it started with with, with Quinicon. So it went went okay. We were doing other panels at conventions. QuinnyCon two comes around, and we decided not to do it at QuinnyCon this year. Then, like a week before the convention, they actually had Heat Jeopardy. They said, "Oh, what's what's this? Um, huh, I guess uh, they want us to do the panel. I guess." So Christina was emailing. Quinicon, and they said, oh yeah, we thought you guys were going to do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Thanks for telling us. So we have about a week to, fi- to figure out what we're doing. And Quinicon said, come up with the questions, but we will host the event ourselves. Uh, what? What? Yeah. How is that okay? It said, we said, fine, but what about the prizes? Oh, don't worry, we'll take care of that, too. Mm. I, I think you can see where this is going. Yeah, this doesn't look yeah. very good. So, mm. cut to, like, three day, like QuinnyCon the day of. Um, I'm already there. My friend Christina's uh, husband has, like, an asthma attack, and he's all, all out of his inhaler. So she has I don't to, know. Yeah, so she has to go to the hospital with him. She calls up QuinnyCon saying that we're going to be late, can we go later on? They go, yeah, sure. Uh, you can be like the, one of the last uh, to present your panel in the main event. They go, that's, we go, that's fine. That's totally good. Gives me a chance to like mill around and do nothing for a while. This is also the convention that one of my friends got blacklisted from the convention. Not, not DL, this is someone entirely different. <laughs> um, but no, he got blacklisted for being a part of this uh, this ongoing uh, who who used to do the uh, cosplay court case. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um, so she uh, so my so Christina gets to Quinnipiac. I help her unload her stuff. We're testing everything out. So we get up to the stage and, and we're like looking around saying where is staff Who's, help, who's doing this? There's, there's no one around for about 20 minutes. I'm like, ah, I guess we'll do. I guess we'll do it then. Um, where do we, uh, where do we uh, plug all this stuff in? Another 20 minutes just to find a staffer, who who has to go another 10 minutes looking for tech. So, eventually, a good half hour to 45 minutes were spent looking for staff and tech just to help us out. So we do our panel. Everything's going along until until the end until the end. Um, the next panel is up and it's like the cosplay dating game or like one of the main events and one of them goes to me, Hey, you guys almost done here? I go, Well we have one more round. Yeah, you gotta you gotta end this now because this is the ending. Yeah, and we're more important. Oh, God. That's terrible. But we need a third person because it's just going to be two people. They go, we don't care. Just end this now. So 
this kid just randomly is like going across my eye level. I go, hey kid, j- uh, jump jump in this uh, thing. Uh, it's gonna be a final panelist. So we do the fu- we do the final uh, Jeopardy question. Uh, a friend of mine wins it. Who's no longer a friend of mine? Soul Man is your ex. Uh, we don't, we don't even mention, we don't talk about this shit yeah, on screen. It's yeah. like Voldemort, Rick. You can't discuss it. Yeah. So, this person wins, I, and I go, I go to them, just go up to the staff, tell them you won, get your prize. 20 minutes later, they don't know what you're, I, I was talking about. <laughs> of course so, they don't. Yeah. So I basically, so I tell Christina this, she goes, God damn it. Because she had a, uh, a Lolita panel like an hour later. She goes, fuck this, I'm leaving. Oh, So she bolts. And I'm like, okay, come on. So I, I basically take this person to the dealer's room and have them pick out something to buy. Oh, oh that was well, nice At least you. you did the right thing. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then, like, um, Quinnicon was going to come back. But this year they were that year they weren't going to be at Quinnipiac. They, um, Alex, you might know where this place. It was the uh, Safari uh, Water Park. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, you know where I'm talking about. Yep. Why? Yeah, in in Waterbury, Connecticut, which is no, not which is no. not a very good place to be in general. No, <laughs> no, please don't come here. No one wants to do that. Yeah, and they and they and they actually booked like voice like three voice actors, one who I was really getting chummy oh. with on, on Twitter. And a week before the convention, it turns out the hotel they booked was shutting down that Sunday. What? <laughs> Wait, yeah. where was this again? Which water park? The the the, the Safari one. The uh, Safari. Yeah, it was it was like right off on the highway. It's not there anymore. It's closed down. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't think it was called Safari, but I, I'm pretty sure I know I, what you're talking I think about. It was, yeah. Something like that, but yeah. Okay. It, was like, it was like a water park. Yeah, yeah, It was the indoor water park, right? Yeah, it was the indoor water park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is what I was thinking. And that's ridiculous. No one should go there ever. Well, no one I can have... because they, they shut it down that Yeah, sun- exactly. That, that, they were going to shut it down that Sunday of the con. <laughs> I've had many friends who worked there in the past when it was still open, and just no, just, you don't want to have a con there. No. Yeah, and me and my friends were doing like research of this this hotel. Let's mm-hmm. see, bed bugs, broken glass in the room. Uh, okay, our mall had bed bugs. No one should come to this town. Hey, I, I like yeah. the bra- I like the brass mall, but. But yeah, we were finding Just out. Don't all... go see a movie there. It's fine. Yeah, fine. But it, uh, but Quinny Piac ba- and ba- basically shut down. They never actually did the con. And, <laughs> and and a buddy of mine, it took two years for him to get a refund. Wow, you've got to be kidding me. That's a yeah. joke, right? No, I swear to God, it's true. Oh my God! It took him two years for staff of Quinicon to give him a refund of his money. What the fuck? That, that's <laughs> that's something. I don't even know what to say to that. That's crazy. Oh, God. Yeah, people. Some people bit off more than they could chew. Definitely. Nope. Yeah. People don't, don't know how to run a con. We'll get to one of them soon. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. 
<laughs> All right. Anyone else got like a? Uh... I I have one, and I don't know if I brought this up last time, but I I will speak about it till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was the worst experience ever. Now, this is when I was doing Artist Alleys. And so, in fact, I was at Quinny. You probably saw me in their little dealer slash Artist Alley because I was also there for the first two years selling buttons. Um, so, yeah, this was at Anime Next. And honestly, I don't even quite remember the year anymore, but this was still when they were in Secaucus. Right. Back, and, when, it, back when it was still talked about. Yeah, when, you know, it was, a, it was a good con. It wasn't too bad. Um, that location, you know, it had, it was actually not a bad location. They just ran out of space, which is what happens. But, so what they were trying to do, because they were out, they were basically had outgrown the space. And they were trying to, like, fit the artists in. So what they tried to do, and it was horrible, is that underneath the expo center was a parking garage. And they literally enclosed the parking garage with, like, plastic tarps and sheeting and stuck the artists down there on black parking tar, literally on hardtop. We were down underneath the convention. There was, like, one staircase to get to the area from the actual expo center upstairs. So it wasn't even, like, handicap accessible. There was horrible lighting. It is literally, like, no air. We had to buy fans at the Walmart next door just so we could breathe. Because, again, this is, like, tar. You're standing on blacktop with, like, tables, and you're trying to sell stuff. And it's we're enclosed with tarps, so there's no air movement. There's barely any lighting. Um, where my my particular group was, there we didn't even have lights. We actually physically had it got up and moved a whole line of tables over so that we could have light in our particular area. And it was just a nightmare because nobody knew where we were. You were suffering because, again, you're standing on tar smelled bad there was no air we better you know we managed to get some power down there through extension cords and stuff like that and of course obviously we didn't have very good sales and all this other stuff and it was just the worst idea ever i don't know who thought that that would be a good idea or anything but i'll never forget it because normally artists and you know artists always seem to get the short end of the stick at a lot of conventions which is I don't know why, because without art, you wouldn't have anime. Um, but, yeah, it's always, it's like the artist alley. They'll, they'll bend over backwards for the dealers, but a lot of conventions just screw the artists. And this just happened to be the perfect example of, we don't really give a shit about you, so we're going to put you in a parking garage. Damn. In the basement. So, yeah, that was that was really ugly. Mm. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. About uh. the, the only amusement I had about that was we literally got chalk and we were like drawing outlines of people's bodies. Outstanding. <laughs> 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 and we did manage to get some caramel dancing going. I think they were either that or the Cotton Eye Joe. We, we were trying to amuse ourselves down there. You, you got it. Cat, <laughs> uh, anything? 
Okay. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because I could talk about this topic for probably about 36 days in a row. Um, but we'll have you on again. Very, <laughs> very early on um, with Anime St. Louis, uh, we had a director who I won't name, but um, there was a lot of disagreements with her. And the long story short is um, she was kicked off staff. And she decided to go start her own anime convention. I, there's, there's like two years worth of drama built into this. And I'm telling you the most condensed version that I can. Um, but the, the gist of it is that she was a little bit crazy. And um, she really, really, like, she just loved conventions. And she really uh, thought that she was the best conceivable person to be running a convention. <laughs> And um, because she wanted to start up her own show, her own show, she had no starting funds at all. And um, after, I believe, just the first year of her own show, the rumor was that she had maxed out two credit cards. Oh, wow. Um, just trying to put on her own show. And everybody who went to it said that it was pretty terrible. <laughs> but um, because... I live in the Midwest, you know, it's just, like, something for people to do. And it continued on for maybe, like, four years before uh, she eventually passed it on to somebody else. I, I don't know if she passed her debt on to somebody else. Um, and, and then she later, from what I understand, uh, got on some better medication and is actually a much better, saner person than she used to be. Um, but... In, in that meantime, somebody had seen how um, they, when, before she had been kicked off staff, somebody had said, oh, I don't like how this convention is run. I'm going to start my own, which is what young people who don't know any better do. Right. <laughs> um, so she was starting up her convention, and then this other one wanted to start up. Um, but it kind of stalled out for a couple of years while they tried to uh, make some funds. And then the girl who was going to run that one eventually left and it fell into the hands of one of my other friends who is a terrible human being who should not be put in charge of things. <laughs> and uh, so what we had was two drama cons whose foundations were only in um, they were they were like uh, like vanity projects. I want to say that were there because somebody thought they could do better, but didn't really understand how to run a con. Oof. So we have, so, you know, at some point we had St. Louis, if you've never been, is kind of like a really big small town or a really small big town. Like it, it kind of fluctuates, but the, the makeup of anime conventions in St. Louis is the majority of the attendance is between 13 and 21. So these are people without a huge amount of disposable income. And suddenly there's two more anime conventions out there, all trying to pitch themselves between the months of May and August. That is not a lot of time for people to recuperate the amount of money that they're going to spend at a con. And so you've got three cons all saying, come to me, come to me. And only one of us survived. Oh, wow. Hmm. The other two ended up eventually um, 
going on permanent hiatus, basically. And it was, you know, mostly good people running them, just they never... They never had a good foundation, so they just they didn't have what it took to succeed. And a lot of first-year startups, or what I call drama cons, they just don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay, uh, Soul Man. Um, were you at the KetsuCon like two years ago? 2016? Yeah. I lobby-conned for that one because... I had a lot of Otakon friends who were there and didn't have a lot of income at the time. So we kind of just, wife and I kind of just scoped it out a little bit. What happened? Oh, no, I was just curious if you knew the story of the lava lamp and gummy bears. <laughs> oh, lava, no, actually, that was 2017. Oh, was I 2017. heard about the gummy bears. <laughs> the, the, some, someone, like, the gummy bears thing is tame compared to the lava oh, lamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gummy bears, I, um... I, I saw the aftermath of the gummy bears. Oh, God. Ba- basically, the gummy bears was basically someone took, like, a wheelbarrow full of gummy bears and basically did a cosplay in the gummy bears. What? They in were, like, the hotel in the room. Yeah, they were yeah. in a bathtub, and they took a photo shoot with them in the bathtub filled with gummy bears. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I've seen okay. the images. It was... It wasn't even memorable, so it wasn't, like, a really interesting no. thing. And then afterwards, I saw pictures of this, too. They left the gummy bears in two, like, plastic tubs in the hallway for the yep. hotel to clean up. Yep. Oh, oh. douche move. Yeah, yeah, so that was not cool. Yeah, then I mean, we That's had- still tame compared to all the vandalism and madness and debauchery that has been KatsuCon over the last... Uh- Two that to is, three years. Can I just say, as someone who runs convention who ha- and who has a, an amazing relationship with a hotel, that is my nightmare. That my attendees destroy the hotel and they kick us out. Yeah. Because the Sheridan has been so good to us and, you know, like, welcomed us with open arms that I, like... That is one of the things that I will ban people from the convention, is that if I catch you destroying that hotel, you're out. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I love like, that hotel. No. I, I haven't been there since, like, I was 12, so I, I hold a special place in that convention, that place for me. Kind of like when the AAC used to be at the, uh, at the castle as well. Yeah. Yeah, they started in one, so. But also the story of the lava lamp. Oh, God. Um, well, apparently, Katsukan is also known for orgies. <laughs> well, that's what? Very... Gotta yeah. get on that FetLife app. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, Katsukan is basically known for orgies in the main hotel. It's, it's a, like, a real quick to touch on that. Like, Katsukan is one of those really big... East Coast, D.C. area, like, party cons, sex orgy, debauchery cons. But at the same time, it's an amazing convention. It's very fun to be at. The nightlife is very fun. Everyone's really chill. However, there are those stories about every year someone pulls the fire alarm. And and there was one year that someone pulled the fire alarm while there was, like, three feet of snow outside. Wow, that's the... Dick move. 
Yeah. But then there was the year the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Which oh. year? You gotta be a little more specific, because they attack every year at least once. This, this, was, this was the time that, like, people were ripping uh, signs down from the walls. So, 2016 or 2017, probably. 2016. Because there was actually pictures of, like, water damage in the hotel, people ripping off the uh, exit sign. One Punch Man was here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the story, basically, that lava lamp was used in a way during an orgy fill in the blanks. <laughs> Uh, hey, at least it wasn't thus, born. L- Lava Booty was born. Yes, Lava Booty and is was born. An eternal Katsukan 21 plus meme that is almost a forbidden meme now because of how overdone it is. Uh, oh, oh, Rick, you didn't mention a uh, condom guy either from 2017. I was not aware of this. Oh, man. You're going to love this one. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. So yeah, in a in a nutshell, the there was a guy going around during these alleged you know sex orgies or sexual encounters, and he was poking holes in condoms, oh, and up. then he was he was fucking all these women with the busted condoms, and. You know, they find. You know, thankfully, none of the women allegedly got like STDs or pregnant or anything like that. And the only reason the guy was actually found out and busted is because, like a lot of you know low tier trolls and all around dumbasses of conventions and the internet, he bragged about it. That's disgusting and probably not legal. Oh, I'm pretty sure he had all kinds of charges pressed against oh, him. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that was that was a big what-the-fuck in Katsu 2017, aside from Lava Booty and the typical hotel vandalism. Yeah. my god. Okay, I think this show is winding down, so I think we should get to, what? uh... Um, Soul Man, you did about two episodes on this. Um, Cat, uh-huh. I'm sure, I'm uh-huh. sure, I'm sure, uh, is, like, interested in what this convention is all about, but let's talk about the con we have to, Kinaticon. The elephant in the room. Yeah, now, Cat, are you, are you at all familiar with what Kinaticon is? Um, I have heard of Kinaticon, and I'm getting the gist from you guys. Oh. Uh, Can I say something that really grinds my gears about Kineticon? Sure. Okay, so I've only gone two years, but this past year that I went, so 2017, I was sitting there just hanging out like a normal con goer, and I was outside, and there's like those steps outside, and there was a girl who was, um, I think she had like a cast on her leg. I don't really remember, but she was like disabled in some sense that she could not walk down the freaking stairs and they basically told her to f off okay not in those words obviously they didn't say that but they basically said like you're gonna have to go down these stairs like or you're not getting into the con and i heard this like from my own ears and it was insane yeah 
Uh, yeah, they're they're very insensitive. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like, what? Now, that's only scratching the surface. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. but that just made me so mad. Now, Kat, you were talking about uh, badges earlier. Um, two years ago, this con ran out of lanyards Thursday, <laughs> the day of the convention. What? No. No. <laughs> and they wasn't it the wasn't it though that they didn't even have them at all because yeah, they didn't yeah, get shipped or something? Yeah, their supplier didn't come <laughs> back to them, so they were not letting people in that Friday who did not have a lanyard on. That makes a lot. You need of to sense. explain to them why they made this blunder, though, uh, Rick. Well. It, that also paired with the fact that it was raining outside and you had, like, a line of people waiting in line to get into the con. But, so man, take it. It was, it, the con was the week after the, the week of or the week after 4th of July, right? Like, the week yeah. of? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, 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 the dumbasses who, you know, are Kineticon didn't think, take that into account, and when they put in the order, they wouldn't have gotten the lanyards until after the con, or maybe during, if they were lucky. So, yeah. But let's start, like, with, like, the major issue with the owner himself. Oh, God. That fucking guy. Can I just say, because I've been attending Kineticon, so I have a theory. Yeah. Because when I started going back in 06, it actually wasn't bad. Oh, it wasn't. Um, and I think at the time, the head of the, the convention was dating somebody who was the bunny girl, who I believe the mascot, one of the bunny girls, was based on. And she was into anime. He was actually into gaming. So they combined forces and started this convention, and it went pretty well. Um, there was, I think, some regular snafus at any convention, but it happens. But for the most part, it was fine. And then I believe their relationship got rocky the convention started to you know get worse and then i believe they broke up and that's when everything went to hell because he didn't really care for anime i don't think he's never cared for anime no he Uh, does not yeah so he now is stuck with this convention that does make him a lot of money um and he has some problems um even the even though the convention is labeled as non-profit it's not I don't know where. Mm, guys, I don't it's know. It's an LLC. I can for sure it's for tell you. Pro- it's for it's profit. It's an LLC. All right. Now, Kat, uh, think of, would you ever, as a uh, con- as a convention owner, shit talk any other conventions on a podcast? I'm trying not to right now. I'm only shit talking <laughs> the other two cons from my town because they're not around anymore. Without okay. factoring those in, though. Yes, um, but no, 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 no. It's it's you know as a as a con director and stuff like that. You have a public presence because cons are a community of people who vaguely kind of all know each other. And so one of the big no nos is don't don't say rude things about other cons or other con leaders or anything like that. You keep that stuff private, like grown ups. <laughs> You know what, though? And I will say this, because I think you are right in a way, and I would never say anything about any other convention except for this convention, because I have personal beef with this man. And he did something to me that I'll never forgive him for. And 
normally, you know what, I wouldn't talk about this in front of a lot of people, but I don't think he deserves any respect anymore. I really don't. Before you get to that, now, Kat, this, this guy was on a podcast and legit, legitimately said he does not understand the popularity of anime. He, he went to, he went to uh, what was it? Seoul, uh, Otakon. Otakon. He went to Otakon, and he, <sighs> and he hated it because there was so much anime, and he's only, and he's only there for board games. Why would you go to Otakon for board games? Why? Then he talks about, like, three other cons he goes to that, like, are just anime-based, and he just hates it all. He does not, and this is a legitimately quote, legit quote from him, I do not understand where anime fans come from, how they keep going, or why anime is still so popular. Why anime continues to be so popular, I'll never know. I don't know what happens to fans of anime once they reach a certain age. Maybe they outgrow it. Maybe they have families or get into D&D or some other stuff. But with, like, D&D or comic books, people are always around. But with anime, I have no idea. (laughs) Look at at Mr. The Wannabe Big Daddy Anime Expert. Yeah. God almighty. And, and it's funny, too. Like, if, if I may, like, you know, chime in on Please. this with the whole Otakon shit-talking. Now, granted, Otakon has had its issues past and present. But, and I've said this before on on Three Guys. I've said it on, on Soulcast. I'll say it here as well. And I'll even personally deliver it to <laughs> the man himself. <laughs> do you know what Otakon does that you don't do, Mr. Daigle? Otakon listens to their fans. They actually give a fuck about their fans. They will take any constructive feedback or criticism, and they will do everything in their power to fix it, if not improve it, or find a way to improve it in the future. And as far as the the tabletop stuff goes, I mean... Granted that back in the day when it was at the BCC, their game room was indeed a joke, but it was still, you know, a decent attempt at gaming because they had little sections of, you know, indie games or consoles or tabletop. Might not have been his cup of tea, but... Yeah. I went... Otakon, for those of you who may or may not know, Otakon relocated to Washington, D.C. last year. And I skipped out last year because I was iffy, you know, new venue, could be rocky. Went this year, it was actually really good. And their game room, holy fucking shit, they stepped up their game. No pun intended. Like, they (laughs) have everything under the sun now for their game room. They've got arcade games. Console games, tabletop games, shit from Japan. They have, they even had a couple, you know, trading card vendors in there. Granted that they were kind of a ripoff, but <laughs> still, well, probably God, better they than normally than, are. Better than the the tabletop shops that you know Rick and I are familiar with in the Connecticut area, and even Extra Life was there, which was great because I'm a I'm very big on Extra Life, and I think it was cool that they had a good presence at Otakon. I don't know how their presence is at Kineticon these days, if they even have a presence. I, but. I don't think they do. But Alice just became a member of uh, Extra Life at uh, Boston Fan Expo, right? 
Yay! Yeah. Yep. Super exciting. They were super, super nice, too. But, but, yeah, Kineticon is, I mean, it started off as a good idea. Uh, it's one of Doug, a.k.a. the Nostalgia Critic, favorite conventions. And it still is. Yeah. God, why? And basically, this convention is basically going from the fans. To, it's all about who they can get as guests. And it's the guests who come first. They get preferential treatment on panels, which means uh, people like me, we have to wait for so long for our panels to even be considered. Um, <laughs> which also brings up the uh, little incident that happened um, last year for one of their main events. Now, someone leaked information on a on the Kinetic Scam webpage at ba- uh, one of their uh, uh, main events was like match game. Um, this person got, got into the match game and then a week before the convention, Kineticon staff emailed this person and said, would you, li- would you like to be on the waiting list because we are planning to have one of our guests be in this panel. Would you mind being waitlisted so we can hear back from them? They actually told you that? Yes, and I saw the email. It... I mean, I can understand their approach because, I mean, if anyone who knows the premise of the match game, it was the contestants were trying to match the panel of celebrities, per se, so I can get that they want to go that route, but it was still a dick move on their part that yeah. they're now waitlisting the regular attendees slash panelists who, who already got to accepted. Go in favor of the guests who who they didn't even consent to it yet, if yeah. they even did. And then we have the whole convival issue. Ugh. You know, that's this is something I'm not familiar with, so I what is convival or whatever? Convivial? Like? Con- oh my god. Yeah, con- I don't know why I keep saying convival. Alright, uh con whatever is is just call it cluster <laughs> like clusterfuck after dark or something. Yeah, I don't know. Because Kineticon has cannot operate after nine PM because they don't have Is enough. that is that something the the convention told them, or is that they just didn't contract the space? They claim they don't have enough pe- uh, people on staff to uh, help them, so they have to close at, at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. That and sounds made up. That does sound made up to me. Welcome to Connecticut. It's a, it's a combination of made up and the fact that they've lost a lot of their best staff and volunteers because of their douchebaggery, pretty much. And uh, basically, it, Convivial is basically uh, not affiliated with Connecticut. Bullshit. Mm. Even even though on their flyers it says part of Connecticut, or that you need to use a Connecticut badge to get into the events, which the events are basically bar hopping in Hartford. Oh man! Which has basically taken. Uh, over with um, since there's no more rave anymore because there has never been a rave. Rave has never been a thing at Connecticut. It's a after hours social dance. 
That's what they That sounds like a middle school thing. Yeah. Like, they, after hours dance. Yeah, that's what they refer to it as. They never call it a rave. They don't There's want a- to associate it with the full-on hardcore rave scenes that t- usually take place on the West Coast or, like, New York or L.A. or wherever. Yeah. It, it's a real thing. The convention centers get nervous when you use the the word rave, but if you say dance, they're okay oh, yeah, with it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I don't like using the word rave either. It's not really what you want. <laughs> well, at, Kinet- at Kineticon, it's basically become a running joke, like everything has. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to bring up what happened this year at Kineticon? Oh, um, I'm trying to think what you're talking about. Um, okay, I'll just say it then. Um, you guys were so scared that there was, like, a shooting or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That yeah. freaking dumbass. <laughs> now, there actually was a shot fired. Right. But that was basically because Riverfest was happening at the same time. And that was basically... Two people got in a fight. It's Hartford. That's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gotten a lot more dangerous. I, I never used to remember there being a problem back I in the early either. years. Yeah. Yeah. That's every major city that has a convention now, though. It's not just Hartford. It happens in Baltimore, happens in D.C., New York, L.A., everywhere. It's, it's a whole different, like, thing now. Unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, Kineticon basically just basically every, I don't want to bad talk it, but there's just one <laughs> after another after another, and there's always something to like, why are they doing this? Kind of like next year. Now they're p- going to pay people to do panels. Oh, we're I don't know so how that's going to work. We're so cashing in on that, oh, though. Oh, we definitely are. We definitely are. <laughs> Maybe if, like, everybody submits a shitload of panels and they allegedly pay up, maybe we could make them go bankrupt. <laughs> you yes. know what, though? Does anyone have any reliable numbers on their attendance? No. No? No. There has been no uh, attendance kept since 2016. <gasps> or at least that they've publicly, publicly announced, right? They have not publicly displayed attendance since around 2014-2015. Oh, After that, so it's all the numbers according to them. 20, 25, or 30,000. Oh, that can't be. They're, they're the pre- like, their formula from like our theory is that they're taking into account all three to four days times three or four, you know, uh, you know multiply the attendance numbers times three or four. The they're taking Riverfest attendance. <laughs> they're taking Convivial attendance, even though not affiliated with Kineticon. Um, well, who was and there? Rick, were you there? For what? I, I was. I actually just went for Riverfest. I actually never attended the convention itself. Did not this year. No. Because the thing is, they what, what are they at now? It's like seventy five dollars for the weekend, or yeah, seventy five dollars fees plus fees. You gotta. Always remember that fee because of mm-hmm. uh, uh, Grotex. Scamtics. Well, no, because well, Grotex if, is if also they... part of another uh, of part of other conventions too. But just seems that this convention always like. So looking at it from like a money standpoint, if they even had like half of this twenty something amount of people, like say ten thousand, which is feasible. At $75, that's like $750,000. That's a lot of money. 
um, the convention space rental obviously is going to be a big chunk of that, but um, yeah, he's still making quite a bit of money. So, yep, I mean, and- it's feasible that he's actually going to be able to pay people and not be bothered. I'm just surprised that that's the decision they went with. Yeah, and I wonder if it's I'm, because they haven't been getting reliable panel submissions. No, because apparently there was like five people who didn't show up for panels this year, and they said, oh, we're going to make a system so that we are guaranteeing people we're going to have panels this year. Yeah, so and then how they, do you do that? You pay them. Yeah, if you uh, get like four people and you have like X many hours, you get like up to like $400. Yeah. Which is a lot, but that's definitely one way to make sure people show up. Yeah. Accountability. And now, also, uh, one of the other issues is their website in general. (sighs) I have never seen a website this disorganized. Oh, now I'm Googling it. Yeah, Kineticon.org. When you go to uh, 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 contact... Uh, they have blacklisted Yahoo and AOL emails. What? <laughs> yes. They ha- if you have AOL or Yahoo and you try to send them an email, your message gets bounced back. Because yeah, I was trying to look for like the um, the times that we were just talking about, and I got very lost in the site. So yeah. it yeah, it looks better than it used to a couple years ago. But Definitely, yeah, this yeah. three column. Thing isn't very the user con friendly. organizer must have hired either an IT guy or must have found a staffer who's very tech savvy to clean up the website. Those are my theories, at least. The red's a little hard to read, and the colors are a little too. Um, I'm blinded by the white. Yeah, it's it's not good color palette. The font's not great. Mm-hmm. Another. I'm sorry. And you can never uh, really find, like, proper information on it. You, The only way to find proper information is if you go to the Kineticon Facebook page and ask, but you're, no matter what you uh, send them in the Facebook page, an, an admin has to approve your message. Oh, God. My God. The, the, the choice of how they've organized these columns at the top, about, and then advertise... Their second most important thing is advertising, then contact, then rules, login, and then register. Like, registration should be, like, right after the about. No, just reading over. See, this is where my experience with Kineticon was, again, from the Artist Alley, and just reading some of their rules um, for displays. It's like the maximum height allowed for display is only three feet from the top of your table or eight feet from the top of the from the floor and just those kind of restrictions on artists or even dealers is kind of ridiculous and their price you get an eight by eight foot space with a six foot table and it's 350 (gasps) dollars and it's limited to one artist per booth so you can't even share Yeah, and you Welcome can you, you can get electricity, telephone service, and internet service through the convention center at additional charges. 
Oh my god, this so is the listen, convention so. center Wi-Fi where like tens of thousands of people are trying to use the same internet? Yeah. Oh. That that really gives me a bang for my buck. The exhibitor well, booths don't have the restrictions that the artists do with that table height or whatever that is, but their booths are only 10 by 10 and they're $800 a piece. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to Kinecon. Money, please. That, I mean, well, for a dealer's booth, that isn't, that's more in line with what a lot of the prices are, but it depends. Again, it's hard to tell because Connecticut or Kineticon doesn't advertise their actual attendance numbers. I'm, I'm so, curious. Like, you could go to Anime Boston and definitely expect to pay $1,000, but they also have twenty five to 30,000 people going there. Where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook at PopCultAnimeCon. Um, we are on the web at PopCultAnimeCon.com. Dot com. We also have Facebook, or again, I said Facebook. We have, we have um, <laughs> all the social media. We have Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram. I don't know if we're on Snapchat yet, but um, yeah, you just type in Pop Cult Anime Con and you can find us. So please look us up and like us on Facebook and uh, check us out next August. Cat, uh, after all this has been said and done, where can people find you? Oh, gosh, you can find me on social medias on Twitter at LabyrinthCat and Facebook.com slash NerdistCat. And if you want to check out any of my many other podcasts, I, I never have to um, I never have to promo all three of them at the same time. You want me to do it because I've listened to these your shows so much, I know exactly what they are. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, I want to hear the comparison. Okay, you can find her on what the fuck at 1201beyond.com, her uh-huh. third power, <laughs> and... Uh, this weekend Best uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so so Nerd to the Third Power is available on YouTube and iTunes and This Week in Geek and um, my third show is Thespian Talk which is over on rtgomer.com and if you are interested and you happen to live in the Midwest um, I also am one of the directors of Anime St. Louis as I said several times um, we are going to be next May so check us out we actually just this weekend announced our first guest which you have to find out at animastl.net. Very nice. Oh, man, where can people find you? Uh, I'm all over the place on social media. Do I update a lot? That's up in the air because I'm getting to that age where social media and Internet is kind of like, oh, but... <laughs> Old Manuel's the cloud. <laughs> uh, right now I've got, I've still got my YouTube going, youtube.com slash Media. Mostly just pump out episodes of Three Guys, One Internet. If you need to find it that way, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoulmanX. Usually it's like, I believe it's like an underscore between my name, but it's pretty easy to find. I mean, you're going to post our stuff at the description, right? Oh, yeah, Rick? definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Al, where can people find you? Literally just on Instagram at gearhead underscore Alice. And you can find me on Twitter at Default Rick. Follow the channel and on Twitter and Instagram at SuperFancom Show. Email us at SuperFancom Show at gmail.com. You could, have, you could, of course, listen to us and watch us. You can watch us on YouTube and Twitch at SuperFancom. You 
you can listen to us at, on Spotify, Buzzsprout, Google Play, and Stitcher. And also check out all of our sponsors in the description below. For Alice, Hemlock, Goldman X, and of course the cat, I'm Retro Rick. Good night.